Let's talk Bitcoin listeners. It's now time for The Startup. The Startup is a show featuring the founders of new companies. We want to discover how they took an idea and transformed it into a marketable product or service. Starting a business is challenging and rewarding. Our goal is to gain insight into the mind of entrepreneurs on their journey to success. This interview is being video recorded. The link will be provided in the show notes. Welcome to the startup. On this episode, I interviewed Doug Scribner. He is the CEO of WatchMyBit.com. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. So can you tell our listeners, what is WatchMyBit.com? So WatchMyBit is just that. It is a way for artists to record video, upload video, much like YouTube, except it's got a Bitcoin start button, we like to say. It can be compared to YouTube uh, in that people upload videos, but they can monetize them, not through advertising, but through Bitcoin. So that's kind of in a nutshell what it is. It allows a lot of other cool features I can go into a little bit later. But basically it is um, a YouTube-like service, except instead of advertising, people watch and launch videos with Bitcoin. Okay. So just listening to this, it seems like it appealed definitely to uh, content creators because they create content and they have to go to these other services like a, um, like you say, like you mentioned, a YouTube or Vimeo and it's, it's advertising based. They really don't earn enough for their content. So with this product, it seems like it's well suited to have, um, to give content creators the ability to, you know, make a living or, at least get some type of funds that's equitable for the time that they put in. Yeah, we like to point out that YouTube pays their creators between six and sixty dollars for ten thousand views. That's a lot of views for it's, an, it's a lot of views and it's not a lot of money. Six to sixty bucks, and as of course depends on so many factors. Do people watch the full ad? Are they full partners? The the uh, ratios and formulas that YouTube uses is proprietary and secret. You don't really know what you're going to get. Watch my bit. We pass 75% of all income to the artist. So if someone got 10,000 views on our platform and they were charging 21 cents per view, that artist would get $1,500 more than that. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot like uh, a lot better for the content creator. Right. But for the users, how will the how will the users go about uh, getting fans to come to watch my bit? Well, we kind of think the model is going to be different. They're not going to come to watch my bit. The creator is going to socialize out the link, and our website, you know, is here, and you can certainly search for videos in our search bar. And uh, I and you can certainly come to a video here. You can click on it. Here's John Bush. John Bush's Sovereign Living, episode two. Clicking on it brings up a paywall. But I think John Bush, in this case, as the artist, the guy who made Sovereign Living the series, he's going to more likely grab the link, like any web link, send that into to Facebook, use Twitter to broadcast that out. And when people click on it, they'll come to this paywall. They're not going to okay. come to watchmybit.com. They're going to come to John Bush's episode two here for Sovereign okay. Living. In that sense, Watch My Bit is in the background. It's invisible. It's just a service that slaps a Bitcoin paywall on top of a video. Okay. Now, you speak of paywall for our listeners that's not familiar with that term. Can you just explain what a paywall is? 
Yeah, certainly. Um, basically, it is a block. It's a way, it's like, hey, you can't watch this content until you pay something. Now, in the past, paywalls have been advertising. That's a okay. paywall in a way. You have to watch this ad before you get to the content. Sometimes you can skip the ad, sometimes you don't. Another way is you have to have a subscription before you can see the content. There are a few newspapers that offer a subscription service out there, and there are other subscription services. Uh, for example, Netflix. In a way, that's a paywall. You can't watch our video until you have a subscription. Our model is pay per view. It hasn't really been done that much because without Bitcoin, it's pretty tough to be able to charge something small like nine cents for a video, 21 cents for a video. Only Bitcoin makes that possible. So that's pretty cool. So we're looking at a paywall right now that's charging 99 cents. But if I pop over to this uh, sitcom called Scribes, it is charging 21 cents. And all you do is scan the QR code and the video launches. No credit cards, no PayPal, no email. Just scan the QR code with a Bitcoin wallet on your phone. Video launches. Okay. So, say so I was listening to one of John's uh, episode of Sovereign TV, and he, he was uh, advertising his series, and he provided a link in the show notes. If I go and click on the show notes, it'll take me to uh, his page where I have the paywall there. It shows the QR code. I would then take my wallet out, my Bitcoin wallet, uh, scan the QR code, and it automatically grabs the price and pre-populates the price in my wallet. And I just hit send, and within 20 or 30 seconds, I'll actually... Uh, be watching the movie exactly right it works really well and it actually will launch faster depending on various factors but yeah but about 30 seconds it'll launch 20 30 seconds that's great now in our pre-interview we were talking a little bit about the split option that you have so say for instance john has a crew uh he has a couple of people that were contributing content and say let's just say john was charging 50 cents for his particular uh, episode how could he split up those payments Watch My Bit allows unlimited splits, which is really a powerful thing. And the example we're using here is John Bush and his production company, and maybe his charity or his uh, nonprofit foundation, maybe okay. himself, and maybe some of the other actors or people who were in the show. Okay. He can split with them multiple ways. All it re requires is their Bitcoin addresses. He creates a split on the back end of our website, and it if someone watches that video, 50 cents, they split it 20%, 20%, 30%, 1%, 2%, however they want. So you're saying the accounting and the splitting of this is all provided by your service? Absolutely. And the accounting and the bookkeeping and the lawyering even, perhaps. Well, good. Um, now, give me a couple other use cases that you think that um, Watch My Bit has a, a, a great application for. There's a couple ways of monetizing video and a couple new models are created that didn't exist before. The one we just talked about, I like to talk about the band, right? You can have a band, we've got five guys in the band. Instead of arguing about who gets paid when, the split automatically, keyboard, guitar, bass, drummer, lead singer. But okay. hey, management gets in there too, right? So now we start, suddenly have possibilities where um, artists what are they called? Artist relations or artists like ASCAP and BMI. What are those organizations? Right, right. Performance rights organizations. Performance rights organizations. Right. There's always yes, been a problem. How do performance rights organizations get paid overseas in countries that don't enforce those when streaming or, or uh, purchasing a video online? Well, now performance rights organizations can be part of the split. 
the management can be part of the split. The attorneys can be part of the split. You know, whoever whoever is there. Maybe uh, we have a partner called Domo Records, and they would have artists on our platform, and perhaps Domo Records uh, is getting paid for the production of the video. For the first year, their video production payment has been paid, so now the split goes just to the artists, for example. Okay. Or the agents, or yeah, or a charity, which is a fun, a fun other thing to do too. Now the charity, maybe it's John's Outpost, maybe it's Susan G. Coleman, but now they're going to be pimping your video because they're getting a split. Great. Now with with the split, once it's set, can it ever change at any point in the future? The way the splits are uh, divided, how the percentages of the splits can they be changed after the fact? They can be changed after the fact, right? Whoever has access to the account can change the split. So if management has access to the account, uh, maybe maybe the guitar player quit, he's in rehab or whatever. We got a new guitar player coming in. We can add the new guitar player into the new split on the fly at a later date. I like okay. to give the example of maybe the video is up there and for the first uh, three months, 50% goes to pay off the editor or... Okay. You know, that kind of thing. And then after that is paid off, there's an agreement where, hey, now we're going to split it differently. And that split can be implemented as soon as those uh, arrangements need to be changed. Can you tell us a little bit about the um, the variety of content that you have up? Yeah, what and, I'll, and I'll be honest with you. We do not have a big variety of content at this point. We're a, we're okay. a startup, we're fresh, we're new. But some of the content we do have, Bitcoin Girl, Naomi Brockwell. Uh, she is a performer, an artist, an opera singer. You can actually go to our site here and uh, just type in, uh, you know, girl. The interview with Naomi Brockwell that I did at Coins in the Kingdom. A very fun interview. In fact, there, if you click on it, there's a free preview. Bob and Rob, uh, this video right here is called okay. Scribes. It is a never-before-seen sitcom with Jane Lynch and Danny Trejo before they became really big household names. They did a sitcom. Well, that sitcom has never been seen before until now. So there's one case where we've got a great sitcom we've got sovereign living okay now when you say uh rob and bob you, you named those two actors i'm not familiar with what what movies were they in well bob and rob are the producers and writers of the show called scribes um, okay jane lynch is one of emmy for glee okay and danny trejo uh the guy in the middle there machete you know he's that tough guy machete he's full of tattoos and he's been, okay he's had cameos in um uh, Breaking Bad. He's done the movie Machete, Machete 2, and uh, several other places. He's very recognizable. They okay. got him to be in this movie. He had never done comedy before in this uh, sitcom, and he's, he worked for a great rate, and they have this him in this video, and he's a hilarious. It's uh, his first comedy uh, attempt, so it's really, really well done. Yep, so Sovereign Living TV is up here, too. Uh, episode right. 2, 3. One, two, and three are up there. And then episode four will be added in just a day. I just got the download now. So that's going up as well. And then John okay. Bush will be doing a marketing push on his podcast and through his social media contacts to, hey, watch this video here. Here are the links to the videos. Pay the 21 cents to a dollar or so, whatever it's charged. And that's going to go to fund episode five and six. So that's okay. another model. It's sort of yes, a sir. crowdfunding model. What comes to mind is I, I, my father and I, we went to a, a Snarky Puppies concert last week and they have this service that they're offering now that the next day 
they're recording the shows and providing the shows live downloads for their fans for a fee. But if they go through the traditional um, paywalls, you know, PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, that that's going to cost a lot more. And they couldn't offer it for, you know, the 20 cents, 30 cents, 40 cents uh, to their fans, even if they wanted to, because it's just cost prohibitive. So right. it, it sounds like this would be a, a good use case for um, for what you're doing here. Yeah, I agree. And they could even cut the video up song by song and, and offer those songs for 25 cents each, those videos for 25 cents each, the song they're more interested in. And maybe this song has a charity that goes here. This song's charity goes here. This song, you know, there's all kinds of cool possibilities. But and to even expand on that, the clubs where these bands play could have a, have a deal and use Watch My Bit to their advantage. And this doesn't require our permission. People can just start using it as is. So the clubs might want to put the bands up there that they, if they've got the video equipment and the audio equipment, and some, a lot of these clubs do now, you know, these concert venues, they can put these bands up there themselves and have an agreement with the band that, hey, for the first three months, we're going to take 50%. You guys can take 50%. And after that, you guys can have more of it. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Just a way for all parties to monetize their income, and you and I know that with Bitcoin, you can change that into dollars and and uh, gift cards instantly these days. It's not even a priority. People say, "Well, I don't want Bitcoin. No problem. Change it or change it to dollars or gift cards." Right. So, Doug, let's talk a little bit about your team. Um, what role? I know you play the CEO role, but what other roles do you play, and who are your team members? Yep, I'm one of the founders, and uh, I can tell that story, too. We also have um, Oliver Goretzky, who is our CTO. He is really the workhorse behind Watch My Bit. I did some initial funding. I was an early Bitcoin adopter, so I did a lot of the initial funding, uh, getting it launched, getting some uh, consultants on board. But he really put his sweat and blood and tears into this, and... Uh, you know, hours and hours and hours and creating new protocols and connecting with the payment processors. And he had to learn Bitcoin from scratch. He'd never heard of it. Before. Well, he'd heard of it just from me, but didn't delve into it as a programmer. Um, so Oliver is our rock who has created the system and keeps it maintained and will be adding new features. Like we want to add PayPal micropayments, which are coming also. And Mark Hilgenberg is our CTO. He's our, I'm sorry, CFO, Chief Financial Officer. He and I have been writing uh, comedy together for years, back with the Harry Brown campaign. We wrote some commercials for them. He's a financial planner, so he's on board as well as one of our founders. He's more of a visionary kind of guy and really intuitive and uh, knows kind of like suggested a lot of the early features for artists because he's a just one of those sort of guys. Um, and then we have a couple other partners. Um, Mark's brother is a screenwriter, producer, director at Disney. So he's an owner as well, one of a, okay. an early early founder. And then Domo Records is a 10% owner of Watch My Bit as well. And they'll be coming and making having a bigger impact uh, as time goes on here. I can't announce who it is, but we have a new investor, uh, partner coming on board too. I can't say his name, but we will be at a couple of San Francisco conferences that he runs uh, in the next coming months, <laughs> dealing with music and finance. All right. Well, we're definitely going to be looking forward to, to that announcement. So right now, is Watch My Bit just only a desktop uh, product? 
it is definitely our mobile experience, frankly, terrible. I agree. You know, if you're on a tablet, it's fine. Uh, tablet, desktop, and laptops work absolutely fantastic. Mobile experience is, is one of the things we're looking for some funding to really finalize. We know that people consume video over mobile. Uh, that is something on our on our calendar, of course, here. But uh, we wanted to do the proof of concept here with uh, on the desktop and mobile or non-mobile platforms first. But yeah, coming along soon. Okay. Is this your first startup or have you uh, run other startups before or have you been partners of previous startups? Where do you fit along that path? Um, I have, this is my first real startup. Um, I've, okay. I've had businesses. I've been self-employed before and I've had a partner, but it's nothing like this where we actually uh, have shares and attorneys and, and contracts and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, so my first startup, this is my first startup. Yep. And being my first startup, I am CEO, but that title, I don't need it. If okay. we had some investors come along and says, we want to put someone else in as CEO, I'm fine with that. I really am. I mean, I've never done this before. So this is the first time for me. I've made mistakes. I'll make more. If we find some partners who want to come in and replace me as CEO, that's fine with me. I will take a step down, be COO, for example. Gotcha. It sounds like you bootstrapping thing yourself? Have you done a friend and family round or are you going to go more formal with uh, approaching venture capitalists and trying to get series A, you know, multiple series A rounds? How, how are you going to approach that process? Yeah, that is where we're going. Um, I self-funded it, still bootstrapping it. And I would say we are looking for angels and series A. We've applied for a couple of places. We, uh, we haven't, we have a, a profile at the BitAngels site they use. Uh, what is it called? Oh, I forgot the name of the site that they're uh, the, pro, the platform they use now. But um, so we've okay. got that open, and we have approached some investors in the past, and we okay. have other ideas too. In fact, get a load of this one. We are writing a screenplay, so we are going to produce like Netflix and Amazon. We're going to try to produce our own content as well. It'll be okay. a web series that. Uh, lightly mentions and shows Bitcoin in a very positive light, of course, but it'll be more on the comedy, romantic comedy realm side of things too. That's a possibility. If someone wants to fund that, I'd love to okay. show them the script. Great. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, one of the other uh, Let's Talk Bitcoin Network shows, um, Epicenter Bitcoin, they featured a guy named uh, Simon Dixon. He's out of the UK and he runs this uh, this VC firm to help cryptocurrency startups is called uh, uh bank to the future oh, and so you I, yes. and so he he partners with um max kaiser and so they have a, a bitcoin fund and there's other companies that go on there and so they they raise funds for startups that way so that might be something that you're interested in yeah thank you i'm going i, I heard that episode and i'm gonna go i'm gonna pursue that The magic word for this episode is watch. That's W-A-T-C-H. Go to letstalkbitcoin.com and enter it to receive your reward. Now we return to the interview. In terms of this being your um, your first business, do you have, well, first startup, do you have a mentor um, in business, somebody that you can bounce ideas off him or her that want to just 
assume it's a guy that uh yeah. that helped you through this process did not went through it blind first time okay. we did we did get an attorney who helped us in fact he's a cryptocurrency uh based attorney here in minneapolis met him okay. at some of the meetups so he helped us with our incorporation and uh, he knows a bit about uh crypto and and those sorts of things so he's friendly to that uh we have an accountant you know apart from mark who is a crypto accountant uh, but apart from that, I, I've been going to some meetup groups. I've been trying to connect with some angels and um, some people there. But yeah, need a mentor. I could use one, actually. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay. Well, good. If, if any mentors are out there listening now, hey, and then you find right. Doug's uh, platform compelling, we'll, we'll list his contact information uh, at, in the show notes, and you can give him a call directly and I'll see what comes out of it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Doug, was you spoke about the splitting with with the service. Now, who actually processes your Bitcoin payments that you receive? We have another partner, um, David Duccini, who runs Do a Bit of Good, which is an interesting uh, project also. But he is our payment processor. So at this point, we rely on him to uh, take our payments, put them through his payment processing system, which randomizes and we do not post people's public Bitcoin addresses on the site. So a video, for example, on the site, um, the, the public Bitcoin address that you see up there is not the Bitcoin address that belongs to the artist. So we have a, a system of keeping that hidden. Click on this Rockerazzi video here of, from Kelly Swanson. Jared Segal here produces these videos. And here you see a Bitcoin address for those I'll explain it. You click on manual. There's a Bitcoin address. That is Correct. not her Bitcoin address. Okay. So David. So using your service that. doesn't tie you to your identity to that particular video. Exactly. Right. So okay. privacy right. is maintained. No one can look and see how much Bitcoin she has. So it works really well. Yeah. And that's provided through do a bit of good in their services. Now, in light of um, the recent events that we've heard uh, lately about the advertising apps that have been allowed on some of the iOS devices. And I know that in the future, you're going to have Android and iOS apps for the, for the mobile experience. Do you think that that is helping? Does that serve as a catalyst to kind of help watch my bit? Because are we at the beginning of seeing the death of, or, or maybe not the complete death, but a decrease in advertised based content creation? I think we're at the very beginning of it. Uh, and we are very early, too. I think it's going to change. Now, do you know, the guy who invented the pop-up ad, I don't know if you remember that, he came out and apologized for it last year. I did year. hear about that. Right, yeah, right. Made a bunch of news. I um, can't think of his name offhand here. But uh, he said at the time when the internet was brand new, they had no other way of monetizing content. So they looked at broadcast TV, commercials, and ads. At the time, you know, the, the internet didn't have any sort of payment system until Bitcoin okay. came along. So I think we're going to see more and more people choosing to pay small amounts of money for the content they want instantly and not having to go through a subscription, not giving their name and address to Netscape and Google and Amazon, which is our another benefit of our platform. We are sort of immune in some ways from hackers because we've got nothing to hack. We don't keep people's credit cards. We don't even ask for their real name. Um, you know, we, we, if they sign up to our service to upload content, we do ask for a, uh, 
an email address because we've got to let them reset their password and a few things like that. Viewers, though, you can watch a, a video on our site without even having an account. The, the advantage of having an account on our site as a viewer is you can rate videos and you can leave comments. But yeah, uh, we don't do advertising. We will never put advertising in front of a person's video on top of their video. Our site might have sponsors eventually, but nothing to do with the artist's video. That is their video. They monetize it the way they want to. And by the way, they can certainly add advertising to their own video. We, okay. You know, that's fine, but we're not going to do it. Understood. I was, I was just going to ask you about your terms and conditions about that. So if a content user wanted to put in sponsors ads uh, along with their uh, videos, are they free? To, so you're saying they're free to do that? Yeah, exactly. Right. They can do that all they want. We're not going to do it, but they can do it. Product placement, you know, hey, they can do product placement. OK, you know, if they're if they got Coke to sponsor them, then they can drink Coke in their video all day long. <laughs> <laughs> OK, great, great. Now, is this project open source or is it closed source? It is. It's closed source. Um, at this point, uh, we are our secret sauce in the back end of the split engines and keeping people's bitcoins uh, addresses private is closed source. Yeah, we're, okay. it's not something we're sharing at this point. Let me ask this then. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the product roadmap going forward? Yeah, I think going forward, our immediate need is for some funds to help us add PayPal micropayments. So that's one of the things we want to do because Bitcoin just isn't taking off at this point the way we hope. We're thinking we can be a catalyst to get more Bitcoiners becoming, you know, more people becoming Bitcoiners through media and content. But at this point, we want to add PayPal. That's something that we want to get in there. That's something our partners want to see added quickly to. The next step is going to be uh, mobile experience, a better mobile either app or just a site to be mobile friendly. And then after that, we can start uh, talking about all kinds of things like streaming, you know, and we, we mentioned BMI and ASCAP, finding ways of uh, doing streaming like that. Streamium does that also, and that's going to be a big, you know, they're, they're an interesting project online too that we're, we're watching closely. They're open source. Would you consider them a, com a competitor or no? At this point, no, because they're still in beta. And okay. they, they are really focusing on the peer-to-peer -peer live, the one-to-one, -one, where we are one-to-many. Okay. Now, so they've got plans, that's... and rightfully so, to, to, to explore one-to-many options, to and that sort of thing. And, and at that point, they might become a competitor. But, uh, yeah, not at this point. So for our users, what would you want to tell them in terms of how they can actually help or um... – get their content out. We'll watch my bit. Are, are there any promotional things that you all are doing, you know, to, to lure content creators or. Yeah. Well, we, we just didn't get the word out. We went to VidCon, which is the largest uh, YouTube convention in LA okay. in July. So we'll be back there next year, probably too. It was our first time. So we're getting in front of big content creators and YouTubers. You know, they're the ones who are going to have the big millions of fans and hundreds of thousands of views. What we're going to do to entice them is we would say they're getting $500 a month through YouTube advertising. Well, we, if you put some of that content on our site, we would pay you $500. And then you might pay us back after the... Uh, after you receive X amount of money from your fans through Bitcoin. 
you'll make more money on our site than you will with YouTube. And we're willing to put some money to back that up. Now, I know one of the challenges uh, with this, it's how do you get Bitcoin in the hand of some of the prospective users? So can you address that a little bit? Yeah, that is that is the challenge. You know, I, I like to tell people our, our biggest selling point is Bitcoin and our biggest weakness is Bitcoin also. We have a couple ideas on for, for bands or live performers, be it comedy or uh, yeah, music. One concept is we partner with a group like uh, Airbits. If in Southern California, okay. there's, there's bands playing, the Airbits wallet, those people, they've just hired some great new folks over there, you know, MK Lords and Will Pangman, community managers. They will go to events to give away the wallet and get people signed up and give them some free Bitcoin. We'd like to also be there videotaping the bands backstage and do an agreement with the bands and say, hey, look, and the bands would tell their fans, we just did a backstage interview you cannot see except by going through the Watch My Bit link. And it costs Bitcoin. Hey, but guess what? They're giving away free Bitcoin at the Airbits wallet. Go over there, get your free Bitcoin. Boom. We just turned a stadium or a club's worth of people into Bitcoin users. Uh, they want to watch that band's video because they're big fans of that band. They're willing to pay for it. We just, Airbits just gave them some, some free Bitcoin. So that's one way to get it churn going you know and that point later okay. the band can come out with new content and maybe the, the fans now that they have an, a wallet will learn how to get bitcoin on their own and airbits has announced they're going to be able to do selling bitcoin within their wallet oh wow yeah that that'd be that'd be good for adoption Definitely. That would be fantastic. And that would solve our problem too. So we were going to be relying on third-party people, third-party companies to to introduce how to get Bitcoin. Because that'll be a question people will have and we'll have resources on our site eventually as well to point them those directions. Okay. And you mentioned uh, um, Airbits. Are you a part of their directory? Um, I don't, we, we're not because we're not a physical location, but you know, I'll have to talk to Paul about that, getting in there okay. on their directory okay. as, you know, service. And they've actually helped us with some coding too on, on, uh, mobile stuff that we're going to be implementing. They really just helped us an awful lot. And we're going to, you know, we want to partner with them and pimp their wallet out. And so tell the users how they can get in contact with you. So Doug at watchmybit.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Okay, uh, how about on Twitter or Facebook? Yep, at WatchMyBit is our, our Twitter handle. And then Facebook, we're on Facebook as well, WatchMyBit. Well, Doug, again, thank you for your time on this. And uh, we wish you much success in the future on WatchMyBit. Sounds good. And let your audience know that they can see this video on WatchMyBit.com. Thanks for listening. Content for this episode was provided by Doug and Michael. You can now find the startup in iTunes by searching for Michael Pear. If you have any feedback or suggestions for the show, please drop us a line. Also, if you're a founder of a startup and would like to appear on the show, please email us for an interview. That's all for now. Until next time.